Yes, I am. Yeah, okay, cool. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I'm James Haskell, along with my co-host, Cole Jackson. That's right, not Glenn Martin. Yeah, uh, and of course, big update the- here from the boys. Uh, Glenn's been traded to the Steelers, so uh, he's out, and uh, yep. they're bringing the Canadian hammer in, so that, that's just what it is. That's all right, ladies and gentlemen. As, as uh, one of Glenn's favorite lines, he uh, thinks he's better than us, so he uh, decided he wasn't going to make it tonight. Uh, no, in all actuality, Glenn is having some... Some uh, Russia has successfully uh, uh, hacked Glenn's entire home network, and so he's got to get all new um, internet equipment tomorrow, and uh, hopefully be up and running. But uh, with that being said, Cole, I'm super glad you're here. How are you doing tonight on a Tuesday? Doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, you know, the, we talked about this last week. The you know during the bye week, things couldn't have gone better for the Baltimore Ravens, and then this week. Things couldn't have gone better for the Baltimore Ravens. You know, we take care of our business mm-hmm. and, you know, two big dominoes fall in terms of Jacksonville losing and the big upset on Monday night football with the Dolphins losing. So I, I feel great. Like this is we're in the driver's seat and it feels nice. Yeah, I'm with you 100 percent there. I mean, I think we've been talking about on the show. We didn't. I mean, we're the everyone's nervous about playing the Dolphins, but they just got beat by Will Levis led Tennessee Titans. And when they were trying to give away the game. So look, do we know the Dolphins are real yet? I don't think so because, and and like Tua was entering those MVP talks, but I think last night proved who the most valuable player on that field or on that team is or that offense. And it's Tyreek Hill. It's number 10. The game changed for the Miami (laughs) Dolphins when he was not in there. And that included when they're trying to close the game. Yeah, big time. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I just want to reiterate the show uh, update here. Uh, should I spell it with one N? <laughs> I wonder if he's. I wonder if Glenn, if you're watching this right now, Glenn, <laughs> you can you can hop in the chat or Katie. I don't know if Katie's watching at this point. Uh, but anyway, love to hear from you guys. Hope you're doing well. Um, and uh, looking forward to having you back on Friday. Look, DK had to uh, had to uh, put put the reins on me. Didn't want me trolling too hard. No, I it's all out of love. Glenn knows I love him. The other thing I just want to quickly point out above my head to the right. This is new. This is a PayPal QR code, and we've decided to put this up there. If there's any folks that are considering checking out our Patreon or considering simply supporting the show, this is a really direct, easy way to do it. You just Get your phone close to the screen, and we appreciate all the support. We're going to keep going as long as you guys keep supporting us, and we greatly appreciate it. So not here to pander for anything, but if you're feeling so inspired, we greatly appreciate it. Um, This is our tips are appreciated jar, if you will. Uh, So anyway, lots to talk about tonight, Cole, but just like you said, I want to get into the playoff picture. We'll definitely do that. The Ravens are firmly in first place, but I want to talk about this game that just happened. Um, and this is where I want to start with you. Certainly. Uh, it was funny because my key to the game was a dominant, uh, a a dominant performance by the offensive line. And if you look at, you know, now that you have a chance to go back and look at it, I feel like from a pass protection standpoint, they did pretty well. Uh, but certainly at least just my opinion, and you might know better than I, the run, the run protect, the runs, uh, blocking was putrid in my opinion, just, to my eyes, but so talk to me about what's going on in the, the run game right now. Why is there such a vast difference, at least in my opinion, between the the way they're able to pass protect and the way that they simply aren't able to get the run game going? 
I think they're really having a hard time identifying what their identity is in the run game. And you kind of see them switch a little bit between a gap scheme and a zone scheme. And, uh, you know, Todd Munkin's staple has always been to be running zone. And the Ravens are in that awkward transition where they changed coordinators who have two very different style of run games. And that means that you're going to have a transition period with your personnel. You you're going to have players that aren't necessarily going to excel at the new scheme. Right. And that's why you'll hear me talk about it. You'll hear me tweet about it. Um, The Ravens need to really rebuild their O-line, which doesn't necessarily mean that the O-line right now is bad, but it isn't built to do what Todd Munkin wants it to do. What Todd Munkin wants to do is actually almost the opposite of what Greg Roman wanted to do. Roman didn't mind using heavy protections. He didn't mind keeping tight ends into block and pass situations. He wanted to run a downhill gap scheme power offense. And Munkin has some of those concepts. And again, he's going to call those concepts because they're transitioning. But Todd Munkin at his core is very much a five-man protection. He's going to ask your 5-0 line with no help to block. Um, he wants to get his running back and tight end if they're an 11 personnel out in a pattern rather than blocking. And he wants to run zone where you got to get guys out in space. And so, you know, you see it in the zone concepts where the problem with zone, like, I mean, zone is so simple because everyone's just running on train tracks, but it's so complicated because it just takes one guy to miss their block. And I, I feel like, Everyone always says, like, what's the problem with the run game? And I like it's a very valid question. But when you just constantly have one, like it's a different guy every time, it's hard mm-hmm. to be like, this is the problem. And I find that's where the Ravens are running into issues. Um, I thought that once they got the ball outside, they were having a little bit more success. Um, but I I just the guards aren't athletic enough to run zone concepts. That's the problem. It's taking away from what Tyler Linderbaum does so well. They have to get more athletic on the offensive line. Yeah. Uh um I I was certainly a bit nervous about that and, and Gus Edwards uh stat line didn't reflect anything worthy of of comment. And I think a lot of that had to do with just their struggles up front. He didn't seem to have a ton of opportunities. Not that Gus isn't <clears throat> able to make the most out of his opportunities, but there was a sliver of them at best. So a bit of a struggle there, but um, the, let's see. Sean Pisker says, Hey boys, I'm sober now. Yeah. If you didn't know uh, Cole on Sunday, Sean was at the game. Uh, and after he was uh, drunk, um, super chatting us, nice. which, was, which was pretty awesome. Epic Sean. So, Hey boys, I'm sober now compared to Sunday. What an amazing game to see live. Watched that replay a hundred times and I was on TV. <laughs> That's awesome. Love it. That's so cool. And yes, I think I've, I've watched that replay a lot as well. Shout out to Tylen Wallace, right? He's done nothing but work really hard. You know, almost <laughs> didn't make the team this year. Goes out there and makes the most of his opportunity. Man, Cole, tell me what was happening at your house during this play. Did you see my tweet? No. Okay, so... I, and I'm not exaggerating. So I have a five-year-old. That's my oldest. So it's five-year-old Scarlett. And she sat down with me and actually watched most of the game. Mm-hmm. So we get into overtime and I was trying to explain the rules to her of overtime. <laughs> and she grasped it to the point that after the Ravens were unsuccessful on their first drive, she goes, so a kick will win it. And I was like the proudest dad. <laughs> so anyway, fast forward. I also have an 18-month-old um little quinn who was always just running around lost and uh tylen returned that ball 
and me and Scarlett start freaking out, running around, you know, doing the whole celebration. And Quinn just starts bawling her eyes out because she was scared. And it oh. was, I was like, this is just, this is how Sunday should be in NFL land. I love it. Uh, no, it was incredible. It was, uh, it, I haven't celebrated like that since Justin Tucker's 66 yarder. Like that was the excitement. Um, you know, this team puts you through so many damn heart, heart attacks. Uh, but that was simply incredible. Simply yeah. incredible. That was awesome. What a, I think it was funny. How so many key blocks too. Like, oh my goodness, Justice Hill. Uh, you know, Kohler with a potential block in the back. Um, I'm trying to think of who else got. Someone else got out in front and made a key block, but mm-hmm. it was Justice Hill working up the sideline to seal. Um, just honestly incredible. Like it was just picture perfect. Yeah. No, it, it was an awesome play. And and the way that he was able to evade some tacklers, break through, you know, the, that arm tackle, a little spin he had at the beginning, you know, it was a lot of everybody contributed. There's often, I feel like on plays like that, where the blocking is so pristine and it just lines up where the guy's untouched. Yeah. Right. But certainly this wasn't that, I mean, his balance, the way he was able to play the sideline was awesome. Uh, so yeah, it was a lot of uh, fun to watch. Great game. It's funny that 66 yarder. I'll never, ever forget it because I was hoping my son was, I don't know. Uh, I think he was, when was that? That was last. That wasn't October? last year, right? Wasn't that the last year, before? year, but was it October, November, October? I think it was last year. Yeah, it was no two Pretty years sure. ago. Yeah, we didn't play the Lions last year. Played the Lions year four. Are you sure? You might be right. Yeah, because my son was tiny, tiny. That was when he it was he was only a few weeks old. And okay. uh and dude, as soon as that ball hit the crossbar, I was holding him and he just released an absolute earthquake from his diaper. <laughs> I mean, just poop. You're right. September 2021. You're right. So yeah. I didn't even have Quinn yet. <laughs> right. So oh, that was the Sunday after we came home from the hospital. I mean, my son was a week old at that point. I mean, it was, he was already earthquaking. Jesus. Dude, it was bad. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget. I never forget that, man. That was, uh, I was hilarious. I was the proudest I've ever been to clean up a poop. You know, I was super happy. So, uh, no, yeah, that was a great time. Uh, but we are coming up. Well, let me ask you this. Reflecting on that game, what were some of your takeaways? If you had to give like a positive and a negative takeaway offensively and the same thing defensively. Is there something that came to your mind uh, that you were like, you know what, this was great and this is bad, you know, for both the offense and the defense? I think one thing that was good, and I mean, there was the completion procession wasn't high, but I liked how we were pushing the ball downfield. It's been one of my complaints. Um, and I saw someone in the chat, uh, John, asked, <laughs> you know, thought Munkin called a good game. And so, yeah, this I'm going to give you a I'm about to contradict myself. So I loved how they were taking deep shots, mm-hmm. but I didn't necessarily love taking that many deep shots in a rain game. Um, I thought that that really contributed to the inconsistency pushing the ball downfield. So it's like on one hand, I'm glad we started doing it. On the other hand, it felt like we did a little too much, um, especially uh, like before the bye week that got the quick game going. I thought it was working really well. Um, and you know, when the run game isn't working, that quick game can really help. So I thought a lot of the offensive consistent inconsistencies came from trying to push the ball downfield too much, which I mean, it's like 
first you say it's not enough now it's too much like where is it so it's i you know i just i think that i think they can find that balance right um so you know i'd really like to see lamar operating a little bit more in that 10 to 19 range versus he had seven passes plus 25 yards like that's just you know the com- the completion percentage around the league isn't that high beyond 25 yards for a reason they're just harder passes to make right mm-hmm. so taking a look when the bulk of your attempts are those deep 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 shots you know you want to mix them in here i'm not sure you want them to be as much of a staple as they were i guess that's what i'm saying mm-hmm. um so that's kind of my positive and negative on offense um on defense my negative was you know where did the edge rush go um you know kyle van noy kind of came in on the end um Owe had a few pressures but you know, I really thought we could have done more against these tackles, um, especially Rob Harvenstein went out early. They had note boom in who's not bad by any means. Um, but, you know, he did get benched for Alaric Jackson. So, um, you know, Alaric Jackson is one of those typical Iowa guys that just ends up being a good offensive line, despite not being athletic. Um, they produce the best. I mean, look, Tyler Linderbaum. Uh, but, uh, you know, I that kind of disappointed me. One of the positives I thought was just the adjustments at halftime uh, in the run game. And everyone will remember the first drive where they got down inside the nine yard line and then forgot how to run the ball and threw it three times and had to kick the field goal. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they were using a lot of duo concepts where you have two double teams and they're able to combo block into the linebackers. I thought that worked really well for them in the first half. But in the second half, not only did our D-line guys anchor those double teams better to prevent them from coming off their blocks, but the linebackers played way faster. And Roquan and Patrick Queen really shut down that run game in the second half. So I thought that was positive just to see them adjust to that. Yeah, the announcers were picking it up, but it was it after they picked it up, I really started noticing it more, man. The way those guys are shooting the gaps is just awesome, right? They come down with so much ferocity and and uh and decisiveness and confidence that play. I think you, I think this was a, you tweeted about this, that play PQ, the it ran over the wide receiver. Oh my God. It looked like he, he ran over. Uh, it was that Squorkin or Swarkin or whatever. Yeah. And as he was running him over, he already had left his feet. It looked like he had just like run him over and then floated into the running back. It was, oh, it was insane. I don't know if you saw uh, the, uh, the vault with Robbie or Bobby mm-hmm. and uh, Sarah, and Sarah, they had row on today and they showed that play and row kind of broke it down. And he just said, we're not the inside linebackers to get blocked by a wide receiver. So I thought that was pretty dope to hear Rowe say that too. Yeah. I mean, he's not lying, right? Like, you know, there's some people, uh, Roquan Smith kind of reminds me of Ron Swanson a little bit in that, like, <laughs> like he says what he means and he means what he says, right? 100%. Like, you know, he's well, just, it was cool too. He's like, you know, that's what Zoe tells us every week. And that's, he's talking about Zach or obviously a guy yeah. that, you know, it's just, I just love these linebackers. It's going to be so sad if we lose PQ next year. Yeah, well. Here, hold on, hold on. Let's see if I can get this to go. Yeah. There you go. I, mean, I, I think he's just I think he just priced himself out. Uh Don C shout out says love the cl- collaboration James and Cole. I tell you, I tell you what, Cole, this is uh really cool. One of my best friends and brothers for life, his name is James Cole. Is his middle name. He goes by there Cole. And so look, it's, it just works out, right? Glenn's never been so cut in his life. Cute without the E. <laughs> oh, it's a good time tonight. Love you, uh, Glennie, if you're watching. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I was going to say something else, too. Oh, um, I just want to read you this. 
and I want to get your reaction. I don't know if you saw this. So I just want to talk about a couple roster moves for a second. Obviously, um, the Ravens have picked up uh, uh, Malik Cunningham, the former Louisville quarterback who was with the the Pats. He's he's been placed on the practice squad. Now we have four quarterbacks in total on the on the the team. Uh, him and Lamar Jackson, as you guys will know, were um, teammates for a year. Uh, so they overlapped for a year in Louisville and he had some good moments. He had a season where he threw for over 3000 and ran for over a thousand while at Louisville. Um, just, Oh geez. The, uh, the Patriots are an absolute mess. So it just didn't work out there. Uh, but I blame a lot of that on, on them. All that being said, I think that this move is a move for the future being that Tyler, I think Tyler, uh, wants to go out and compete for a starting job, seeing a guy like Gardner Minshew and all these other backups, get their flowers. He's got to be out there chomping at the bit. Right. right. And yeah, uh, I, I think mean, he deserves it. Uh, he's out of cheap years, right? Like <laughs> he's been on the, uh, when you're a UDFA, you're on that exclusive free agent, then you're a restricted yeah. free agent and it's super cheap. So this reminded me a lot of what they did. Now, obviously the outcome is not going to be the same because Willie Cunningham is not going to start. We kind of hope he doesn't have to start, yeah, 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 yeah. but it's a future move in the sense where they brought in John Simpson uh, last year had him on the practice squad with the idea of let's get him in here, get him in the room, and then he'll be here to compete next summer. And so yeah. I think that's what they were doing here because it's now like they're going to have him bring ball, you know, let's get a little bit. Yeah. Get him they have him for two years, according to Brian McFarlane at Raven's Raven salary cap would have two years as an ERFA, then an RFA year in 2026. So yeah. basically Throughout the rest of Lamar's contract, they can have Malik Cunningham as his backup. They get those two working together. You you develop Cunningham, and then if Lamar does go down and you need a backup, at least you have a guy oh. that's been in the system and in the. Don't room, even right? let those words escape your life. I know, oh. I know, it's a dirty word. Slap Don't on the you wrist. dare! <laughs> no, I yeah it it and and this is the other thing I gotta I want to get your reaction on. Oh, and the other thing I gotta mention is Pepe Williams, of course, has been activated uh to the to the has been you know uh upgraded to the active roster but i want to read this um let me see if i can find it uh, a second ago okay this is a quote i don't know if you saw this this is a quote from um speaking of iowa this is uh marshall yonda okay so if, if you're here in baltimore you guys know that right now on anybody local is talking about old joey flack as much as they're talking about the ravens these days of course had a big win on on Sunday, and he's got his Cleveland Browns in playoff contention. Uh, this is what Marciana had to say. I don't even like doing interviews, but I love Joe Flacco. And as strange as it sounds to say out to say it out loud, I hope he wins a lot of games for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, well, how many games are we talking here? <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, it, it, Marshall, come on, Marshall. Let me ask you a question, Jimmy. Yeah. Is there any concern? with the upcoming schedule for the Cleveland Browns that the division could be at stake at it at division yeah. at no I got yeah. you yeah just because they have a favorable schedule right and then it's easy yeah 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 uh no I'm not concerned I mean I think we're a really good football team we gotta win Sunday yeah no big time and I think we will um I'm not crazy concerned about the Jags now it's an away game but um I also don't even know how real the Jags fans are yet right like it's certainly not the mt bank stadium but i'll tell you this is what has me more concerned gold this is what has me more concerned what's more concerned is that you've been saying it and i don't want to see january joe i don't want any part of it i'm gonna be honest i think i said this when he before i'd rather see the dolphins than january joe 
I know. With that defense? With that defense. No, thank you. That's no, early no, career no. Joe Flacco with that Dude. defense at his back. Look, and Stefanski's keeping it simple. If I'm not mistaken, Stefanski is a disciple of the uh oh shoot. Oh my gosh. Who who's the court who the Oh, why am I blanking on his name? He was our OC here. He was the head coach of the, the Denver Broncos when they won. He spent a lot of time in Denver. Um, he was the Texans head coach. Oh my gosh. Kubiak. Kubiak. There we oh, go. Kubiak. If I'm not mistaken, Stefanski, I believe, is a disciple of yeah, Kubiak. he's from the, he's from Minnesota when he was there. So yeah, yeah. So sense. look, Joe prospered in that offense. I think that was his best offensive output in a season single season for Joe Flacco. And so I think this could be a low key match made in heaven for those two. Uh, and uh, Joe's having a lot of fun. So all I'm saying, all I gotta say, is I don't want to see Joe Flacco in January. And other teams shouldn't want to either. They'd be foolish when he's packing a, a defense. Like that, you better look out. Kansas City, better look out. All the, you know, uh, name any team. It's, it's not an advantageous matchup. So, I got to be honest, Cole. I'm a little nervous about that. Just a little bit. Am I overreacting? No, no I mean, like, you know, it's 36 year old Joe Flacco. It's hard Is he for me to. 36 or 38? It might be 38, even. 38. Even but, you know, he has looked good. And it, oh, yeah, it is the type of offense where he thrives in terms of having his own run game play action off of that taking deep yep. shots he's got guys that can get downfield mm -hmm. um but you know i don't know it's hard to be what i'd be more scared of is just their defense like their defense is good yeah. miles garrett if it wasn't if mvp wasn't a qb award i would have miles garrett firmly in the top five of mvp candidates yeah him and tyree hill for sure absolutely and yeah. i'd have cmc up there too yeah. um a hell of a lot further up there than Brock Purdy and, and Tua, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, we'll see. I, yeah. I would love, I would love to play them again. <laughs> I, I genuinely would. I think it'd be hilarious. Yeah, the, the only thing I'll say is that I feel like, just like you said, in, in, in playoff football, a good defense with a quarterback, that's a steady hand. That's experienced. That's been there. And in comparison to the dolphins who haven't beaten anyone of consequence, and I'm not a believer in Tua it, when the when the lights are the brightest. You know, I, I'm just saying I might be crazy. People might might think I'm crazy, but uh, yeah, I'm not too excited about. Uh, I I would I would prefer the Dolphins matchup. Um, oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about too, Cole is, and this is something DK brought up. We didn't get a chance to talk about the um, Mahomes outburst. <laughs> he had he had a bit he had a bit of a Karen moment there on the sideline. Um, and so, you know, to me, I, I immediately get frustrated when I see stuff like this because, first of all, there's not a single negative headline out there about Patrick Mahomes. And the announcer is immediately like, he's so, oh, Tony Romo, I think that was, right? He's so competitive. He just wants to win. He's just frustrated and he's angry. And I got to be honest, Cole, I know for a fact that if the tables were turned and this were Lamar Jackson, the narrative would be, is he emotionally equipped to be a leader? What's with these outbursts? <laughs> you know, whatever. I mean, just you name it, it would be nothing but a negative narrative. So what was your take on the Mahomes outrage? And does that stuff get to you too? Because it kind of frustrates me when they paint this, you know, things like that in such a different light for one guy in comparison to another. Oh, and it just happens all the time. You know, it's, uh, it, it, it just literally happened. You know, you get a guy like, like 
Lamar, do they regret paying him? And then you look at a guy like Justin Herbert who can't win a goddamn football game to save his life. Now yeah. he's hurt. Season, do, do they regret paying him? Why isn't that a headline right now? Yeah, no one says a thing. It's just, it's, uh, Lamar's just, uh, um, Lamar's, everyone's noticing the Mark Andrews look. I feel bad for Mark Andrews in this case. Like, he's probably like, who's this dollar store me? Um, <laughs> um but, uh, you know, I, 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 I didn't care too much when he was heated in the moment. Um, I I do. I think if you look at it, there has been an uptick in offensive ups, offside penalties this year. Um, but last week in particular, there was like four. And so it almost seemed like, and this happens, if there's something going on, they will flag things to the, the refs and be like, look for this this week. And then you'll see an uptick. And so it's just one of those things. It was offside. I'm not saying it wasn't a penalty. I'm not saying, but if you look at, if you watch as much film as I do, they're not always onside. And so it's just mm-hmm. a piss off, I guess. But at the same time, just ask the ref like that. Most receivers do that every rep that they line mm-hmm. up on the line. So, I mean, it is inexcusable. Um, sure. It's frustrating. I get it. I wasn't too upset until he said it to Josh Allen when they're shaking hands. Um, that's that, that was kind of my breaking point with him where I was like, that's unprofessional. Like he just looks like a dick at that point. Um, I'm cool with him kind of losing it on the ref. I don't really mind seeing, you know, players wear their heart on their sleeve, but you know, you've had a second to digest it. And then you go over to Josh Allen and keep going on about it. It's like, just say good game. It's a tantrum. Yeah. That's where it was like, it went, it went past the line for me. Yeah, you know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. I mean, you're a dad as well, DK as well. You know what it's like. So when you're, my child is, I'm hoping that today is the last day where he's like struggling with his sickness. But when he's sick, I'm literally his genie. Like whatever he wants, he gets because he's sick. If he wants to watch TV all day, like we're going to watch Mickey Mouse Saved Christmas for the hundredth time because that's his jam, right? And I just want him to feel better, to relax, drink his liquids, do his thing, right? Like, I'm not going to fight him. But after a while, my wife my wife said today at dinner table, all right, we got, we got to rehab this kid because his tantrums get worse now as he's getting better and he's coming out of the sickness where he now can't get whatever he wants all over again. But if you look at Mahomes' career, it's been easy sailing for the most part. There's been no real adversity. He's never even played a playoff game on the road. And yeah. all of a sudden, the other shoe is starting to drop. And he's a petulant child. Yeah, DK made a key point too. Um, and he kind of kept going on in the media after where he right. really carried on. That's actually a very good point because it's, again, it's like you didn't calm down by the time you got to Allen. Now you've been to the locker room. You know, it's been like an hour before you're with like, the media the page, and you're bro. still fucking carrying on. So it, it just like, he just kind of crossed the line, in my opinion, with Allen and then just kept going and going and going. And then he apologized for it today. So like, I think he knows, or is it a PR stunt? You know, it's one of those things. Um, but yeah, he's, he's become Brady, right? You know, Brady whined about everything. He get hit, he whined, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, you kind of see it when you watch him now, every time he gets hit, he's looking to the ref with his hands up with his stupid headband sticking out of his, his face mask. It annoys me. I'll tell you what, the only difference is for some reason, I'm convinced that Brady would have this team for, or, uh, with a better record. That didn't matter who Brady was throwing the ball to. I mean, can we name five guys that Tom Brady threw the ball? Well, I guess we probably can. But he threw it to a lot of no names. Troy Brown. Is my point. You know, I mean, he <laughs> threw it to a lot of good guys too, but Brady had a way about him of uh, 
yeah, in their heyday, there weren't too many tough, tough seasons for them. They had a lot of really competitive seasons. All that being said, the Chiefs are not out of it, right? But no. my only frustration is that I've said it before. Lamar Jackson hits his slams his uh like his hand down on the ground, and people are like, Oh my gosh, he'll never win the big one. He's not a leader. I tell you what, man, I'm super happy that we have Lamar Jackson. Um, I, I think he's a really composed guy. I think he does a great job. I think he's relatively uh emotionally mature for uh you know his age his role uh and things like that so i you know it just made me appreciate lamar jackson for who he is and you know he represents our team and 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 things like that so um just kind of wanted to bring that up but the other thing i also wanted to you guys already all know it but mt bank is has announced some huge renovations today which i think i mean you guys look at the renderings they're gonna be awesome uh, one of the things I think is really cool that I think is going under the radar is they're going to have for the first time at the stadium, a 300, what is it? 12 month out of the year open. Um, no, no. Tailgate, every, right? No, no, no. It's a, um, it's a store. It's a merchandise store. They're going to happen. They're going to have wow. open every month of the year, every, you know, you know, regular business days, but like every day, all the time, it's just going to be an open store where you can get Ravens merch. Uh, I think that's awesome. Because they have awesome gear at the stadium, but like you have to go to the game. Like you have to be there. You know, there's like a ticket of admission just to get in to look at the cool gear. Right. So um, I think that's that's really exciting. I'm certainly going to be hitting that up for people's birthdays. It's going to make my life a lot easier. That's for sure. Uh, but other than that, I'm excited about the big areas and um, I'm waiting to see when stadiums full. And I think the LA stadium has done this, but full on adopt. Like, Cole, have you been to Vegas? No, not since they've gotten their stuff. Okay, so when you sit in Vegas at any at any like um hotel with a casino down at the bottom floor, there's a whole section with like lazy boys with like almost like you're at the movies, like a yeah. really nice movie. And there's the sports book, you know what I mean? That the TVs are just it's absolutely insane. There's a million games going on, and you can, you know, make bets, whatever, do all this stuff. I'm waiting for more of that to be integrated at the stadiums, right? I think we're gonna continue to see more and more of that. Um, not that I'm a gambling man myself, but certainly it's something that I think is going to be interesting and, and the league will continue to benefit from because of the money. Uh, but uh, no, I think the stadium is going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. One thing I loved is that they added that upper concourse, which I think oh, cool. is, you know, <laughs> the, the rink here in Ottawa just got kind of a renovation and they basically only made these club additions to the hundred level, which yeah. is obviously sweet for them. And I mean, it's, they're going to take care of their highest paying fans. I get it, but um, you know, paying attention to the folks sitting up in the nosebleeds, I think that's critical. Um, so, you know, seeing them get that upper concourse, I think that's going to be awesome. You know, that's I where think the real fans are, man. Well, that's it. Right. And that's where, you know, the bulk of the fun happens. Uh, so super great to see that. And they also still added a ton of, you know, clubs down in the hundred level. So that's good too. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be awesome. I think the Ravens have always done a good job of that. I've never sat in a seat that was a bad view. That's the best thing about that stadium. I've only been down one time. It was last year. Dude, it was the Broncos game. Nice. Where Lamar got hurt. Oh, shoot, not nice. Yeah, yeah that, my passport might be revoked to get back into the state of Maryland. Yeah, seriously. Honest. Also, I now remember the day you came to watch the game, not only did Lamar got hurt, my son fell out of his high chair and hit his head on the floor. I pushed him. <laughs> yeah gosh is that northern wind just came down and... man so cole you might not be allowed here anymore dude get out you jinx like that's yeah a yeah idea. no it was bad that was a crap game too so yeah from my perspective i flew from messina new york on a plane that only sat eight people 
barely made it into BWI. Thought we were gonna die. Uh, um, all of that travel money, um, just to watch a twelve ten game with Lamar getting hurt. It was it was it was rough. Well, I'll tell you what, Cole. Really quickly, you wanna you wanna take life into in your own head. Well, you wanna uh, play. <laughs> risk with life fly a fly a flight intra country flight in mexico dude <laughs> oh like a like a, a puddle jumper from like yeah one... where you land in the water oh, <laughs> so scary man Holy, i was telling my wife about that i'm like because i used to travel a lot in mexico and like when you're just taking a, a you know an hour flight from one city to another <laughs> it gets sketched so uh, i feel your pain there but don c says i just can't get over the fact uh, that when Mahomes yeah. was melting down, him sounding like a Kermit, like uh, like Kermit the Frog dropping f bombs is kind of funny. Yeah, it's got to be funny to watch him like have a tantrum, drop the f bombs, and then not only that, like he's a heel walker. If anybody's seen him like walk, <laughs> so he's got to have this like power walk. He looks like, like Karen, like it's a Karen. Yeah, 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 he's got to have this like you know 65, 70 year old woman at the mall walk. You know what I mean to him, like a little waddle, and he's getting all you know. So yeah, it's it's got to be a good time. Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm happy to see him suffer. I'm happy to see him to go through. Not, you know, I'm not a, Glenn thinks I'm a hater sometimes. I'm not hating, but I like, you know, I like seeing a little adversity. Fuck him if he can't take a joke. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) There you go. No, for sure. But, uh, let's see. So I also want to get into the playoff pick. Well, actually, the other thing I got to talk to you about is Kyle Hamilton. I want to talk to you about our defense. We'll assume that Kyle's going to... I know people are saying he's not going to miss a ton of time, maybe not any time at all, but a spring MCL is a spring MCL. And I'm not. I'm, I'm thinking he's out multiple weeks. My I priority, think. I say this every time someone gets a minor sprain, I'm worried about the long game. You know, the yeah. one seed should... Like, yes, we want the one seed. I'm not one of those people that believes you shouldn't get the bye. Always right. get the bye. Um, that's just my take on it. But yeah. grind like reminds me of Marcus Williams early in the season, right? If you're going to grind them through a few games and then they're broken down, it reminds me a little bit of Mark Ingram in the playoffs in 2019, right? Played that. I think people forget he played that game very injured still. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was way less effective. I want guys as healthy as possible going into the postseason. Simple as that. Yep. Yeah, no. So my question to you, well, one, it's nice with the emergence of Gino because you can play Marcus and Gino out there. And I know that neither of them really have the multitudes that uh, that Kyle Hamilton has when it comes to uh, versatility. But you t- you have two upper echelon guys back there that you have faith in, you have trust in, and they get the job done. But how does this defense change without Kyle in there? No, it's a great question because I think he allows – Wink, Mar- Wink Martindale. Oh my God. He allows Mike McDonald to do a lot of the things that Mike McDonald has thrived on. And that is showing so many different looks. And so he's basically playing as a slot corner, like the majority of the time. So when he was missing time, you saw a lot of Arthur Millette on the weekend. And so, you know, that's one, I guess one advantage is you have Pepe Williams coming back. That's going to give you a little bit of a boost in terms of not just putting out Millette, but they're not going to be able to give the same type of looks. They're not going to have the same type of physicality in the run game. They're not going to have the blitz style that Kyle Hamilton has, where he's basically the most productive pass rusher among safeties, which I mean, not necessarily where you're looking for pass rush productivity, but it just shows how good he is when he's called upon to do that. 
Um, so it doesn't really hit their splits, hurt their split safety looks because Marcus Williams and Geno Stone are doing that anyway. But it really changes what you're able to do in the slot and around the line of scrimmage. And I think that really takes away from what Mike McDonald does so well. Yeah. Yeah, that does make me a little nervous. Um, we'll see how they adjust moving forward. But uh, I'm like you said, I'm just hopeful that Kyle can get healthy, can get back. And, uh, and you know, this isn't a rest of the season hampering injury. Uh, and, you know, he can be able to uh, recover, you know, to the point where he's able to play the way that he's able to play. Uh, Deep Mahmood, let's see here. Deep Mahmood says, it's all fun until Casey drafts Keon Coleman, wide receiver FSU. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm, eh, sure. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm, I'm not too nervous about the Kansas city chiefs right now. And, uh, I'm not good at hypotheticals either. My wife really Coleman's probably going higher in top 20 anyway. So yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a hypothetical guy. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Deep. I guess that's all I got to say. Um, but, uh, th this is, so, we're going to end the show with this, Cole. We got to into our competition. Uh, now, of course, our competition is brought to brought to uh, us, all brought to you by BetUS, and we have two winners every week. We have our inner show competition winner, and we have our viewer show competition winner. Without BetUS, we would not be able to do this, but we are able to give out free swag because we have a great sponsor in BetUS. So make sure to go check out uh, BetUS using the link in the description or the promo code 410. Uh, they will give you a match up to 125% and $2,500. Have some fun. Cole, do what I do with my wife and do some in-game betting uh, against each other. It, it makes the game so much fun. First thing in the morning, my wife wakes, wakes up and checks her phone to see who won the night before. Um, and uh, lots of bragging rights here at the Haskell household to see who won. Nice. So, uh, yeah, that, that's what we do. Have some fun um, and enjoy it. But go check it out and always do so responsibly. This one was a close one, Cole. This one was a close one uh, from the in from the show uh, perspective. So we'll run through these and uh, and we'll call it a night. How's that sound? Let's do it. All right, DK, you want to throw these bad boys up? All right. So our first over under Ravens first down eighteen and a half was the line twenty three. Um, and we all got this wrong, DK. Oh no, we all got this right. We all took the over. Yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. I should probably pull up my doc. I don't have it in front of me. All right. Uh, next one. <clears throat> over under key i know this one keep mitchell rushing long 25 and a half freaking keaton mitchell i love you but i hate you at the same time i picked the under on this one because i thought gus was gonna have a breakout game so i know i got this one wrong i know glenn got it right dk you got it right as well so buoy uh but uh all right let's keep this going uh number three patrick queen this was the knife in the back for me, I believe. Um, Patrick Queen and Kyle Hamilton combined tackles for loss was set at one and a half. They only had one, and I think a big reason for that, obviously, Kyle Hamilton went out, and that did not help. Uh, so I was also wrong on that. Glenn was also wrong. DK was right. Uh, so they both have two. Was that they both have two out of four? I have one out of four. Uh, and then the next one is oh yeah, is Raven Sacks. I I went under. Um, Glenn. Also went under. Yeah, yeah. And DK, did you go under as well? No, DK went over. Uh, so Glenn and DK ended up with three out of four, correct? I only got two out of four. So we move on to the tiebreakers. Let's do this thing. So first tiebreaker, total score over 39 and a half. And I think this is where DK pulled ahead in the tiebreaker. Glenn took the under uh, and unfortunately was mistaken. Both teams were moving the ball. 
in their moments. And so the total was 68. That's so much higher than our line. I would have went under too with the rain. Well, and also just, I was talking to DK about it. Under has been killing it this year. Just from a betting standpoint, they've just been crushing it. So I totally get uh, where Glenn's coming from. I also went over, but I was out of it at this point. And then the very last tiebreaker we have to talk about, even though DK already won, but only because for all the folks that are viewing it out there, of course, this still counts uh, for you guys and those that submitted their, uh, their answers. So the total yards for the Ravens, this is the closest to the pin tiebreaker. Um, And it was the, the yardage for the Ravens was 449. Our closest from the show was me, DK. No, or did you one up me? It was me. Yeah, I one up to you to keep you pin you in. Yeah, just because I'm a jerk. Um, but uh, yeah, so DK wins it. Shout out to DK wins it with the tiebreaker. Yeah, DK, go ahead, man, get yourself some. DK, how many wins is that for you this year? Three, two, four, three, three. Okay, and Glenn has four, and I have like ten or something. <laughs> something like that i think i have six six yeah yeah all right so i'm still solidly ahead cole you know uh maybe you'll have to get in on these next year and start at the beginning that way uh you can give me some competition Done. uh but as far as our viewer winner dk has a graphic here i think this is a first time winner dk john no three time winner how did i miss that john stremmel shout out way to john, go johnny you get, shirt, you get a hoodie as well uh, we will send that to you. DK, has he sent in his information? Oh, I guess I can look too. Actually, I do have that in front of me. Hold on. John Stremmel. No, I do not have John Stremmel's information on our on our Excel sheet. Yes? John is in the live chat. So oh, he's in the chat. John, you're in the chat. Shout out to John. Please DM us, John, your address and shirt size. DM us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Please, we want to send you your your hoodie and your T-shirt because you are a three-time winner. That is officially DK status. So please send us your information. And you have been crowned, my friend, as the winner of the week. So shout out and uh, thank you to BetUS for for, uh, supporting us. Oh, he sent us a message on Facebook. Awesome. DK, do you mind just throwing that in the the sheet? Okay, John, we'll take care of that. Appreciate it. Um, Awesome. All that being said, Cole... How, let me ask you this before we let you go. How are you feeling about this Jacksonville game? Or I'm not very nervous about this game. Where are you at as far as uh, how you feel about Trevor it? Lawrence isn't right. It's kind of like kind of what we've been talking about, right? Whereas guys get banged up and then they're playing through the injury and it just limits them a little bit. Um, that said, that offense can still move the ball. Um, they did so without uh, Kirk, but still not to the same level. Uh, I like our ability to probably shut down Travis uh, Etienne, but, you know, Evan Ingram did work last week. So, you know, and I I found that where we struggled is an area that they can really expose and that's in the middle Mm. of the field. So Mm. matching up with Ingram, that's where it's nice to have a guy like Kyle Hamilton who can Mm -hmm. take care of some of that zone coverage in the middle of the field. Um, So that might be dearly missed. Uh, They have a good, I mean, this is a big test for Ronnie Stanley and his, uh, you know, in his comeback, he's going to be seeing a lot of Josh Allen, um, who's just a beast, right? So it's it's going to be, they have a good defense. They got guys that can get after it. Um, so it's a good test. And that's, uh, I think this is a game that we need to go out and win. Um, but I, I, I like the matchup for us. I really do. Now, do you, so 
Are you picking the Ravens to win? Yep. Have you ever picked the Ravens to lose? I just got to. Yeah, I I thought they were going to lose to the Lions and they destroyed them. Yeah. Okay. The only reason I ask is because I've never picked the Ravens to lose. So sometimes people, you know, I'm drinking a little bit of the purple Kool-Aid over here. Um, But uh, I'll, I'll also remind everyone that Glenn picked the Ravens to lose against Kansas City years ago. And I was the only one on the show that picked them to win and they won. So don't ever call me Peter. Oh, you have little faith. I am faithful to my squad. <laughs> so, uh, no, but Cole, thank you so much for stepping in. We appreciate it. I know Glenn appreciates, he appreciates it. He was calling me up and apologizing profusely about his technical difficulties. And he was like, dude, so glad Cole's able to step in. So thank you so much. I know he appreciates this as well. And look, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not already, if you somehow live under a rock, <laughs> go check out Road Graders on YouTube and get better at talking about football. So that way the next time you're sitting at the table with someone from your family that just simply regurgitates national media headlines, you can shut them down. Also give Cole a follow on Twitter because it's hilarious. <laughs> like it's that simple. It's hilarious. It's it's now I will say it is adult swim, but it's hilarious nonetheless. So I know it's like I'm a serious account, but then I'm also like almost a parody. I don't know. I'm having an identity crisis. I'm just here for the fun. (laughs) The Ravens offensive line, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is it, is it, am I real? Am I fake? Who knows? (laughs) Be sure to follow and find out. Yeah. There you go. We'll watch you through your whole journey of maturation. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Cole. Uh, Have a great night and we will, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care folks. Yep. See ya. Wait, we got a call. Cool. Let's hear best good call, dude. Yeah. All right. There it is.